0: You're a nice guy, but you know I'm just here to sort of provide starker relief, and you know <laughs> make your jokes funnier, make Stark your relief better... or starker relief. Starker. i get
1: licking, but it kept on ticking. Starker, played by King Moody. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, for those get smart fans, Starker, he was a great starker, character.
0: Starker, yes. Starker, mate, we're showing our age. Chaos. We don't. Yeah. All right, Joe, you've got to take that out. That's um, We just lost anybody under forty.
1: Thanks to Crymalt, this is Radio Brews News, the number 31 ranked podcast in the category of food in Australia. I am your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me from our Brisbane studios is Matt, the Bintang Effect,
0: Kierkegaard. G'day, <laughs> Matt. Good morning, Prof. How are you? Uh, Yeah, mate, uh, sorry, thank you for throwing in. uh, It was just something that I discovered this week about, um, it's very hard to get any data on your podcast, and I just found this little site that apparently lists the ranks of different categories in iTunes, and apparently we're in the food category, we're number 31. In that food
1: category, so the the, the ones above us are all food, so it's not food and beverage. I I would have thought that, that there'd be like a food and beverage category.
0: Well, uh, no, no, no. I, there's I did, not. I, didn't bit, bit, but I
1: think it would be big enough to sort of have its own category, but it would be a subcategory. But that's nice. Like, because I would think, um, and I listen to a couple of food-based, uh, you know, like food history and interesting things about food yep. um, podcasts. But I don't. But I'm not aware of any Australian ones. Or is it all podcasts? But that are available and listened to in Australia, or is it Australian? No, no, derived? It,
0: it, 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 it's podcasts that are downloaded like in Australia. So, oh, okay, like right. Anton, uh, what's his name? Um, Moore, um, Elton? Oh, Elton, Elton Brown, Elton Brown, Elton Moore. <laughs> this shows what I know. Elton Brown. Um, yeah, so like he's on the list. Jamie yeah, Oliver's Ministry of Food. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, you yeah. Know, so, 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 there, and, and yeah, you know, there's like there's a whole lot of you know food is. Um, such a big thing, you know, the master chef effect has made food a very, very big thing. Um, so yeah, like I, I didn't realize that we were in the Did you just make up the master chef effect or did you steal it? (laughs) Let's. let's More of that that later. More of that later. No, but, uh, yeah. And so uh, I just sort of, um, was scrolling down and saw us. Um, you know, Bruce News. Um, there's a really good homebrew podcast out of the States that uh, we've actually spoken to him before very, very early on or we featured on his podcast um, that's above us. But in terms of Australian beer podcasts, um, yeah, we're, we're the highest-ranked Australian beer podcast, which is uh, very, very exciting. Considering, you know, all of those food podcasts are very broad-reach and the MasterChef effect means that, you know, food is something that's very trendy and we're a little bit niche, that uh, yeah, I, I was very surprised, but very flattered. So thank you, listeners. Um, thank you for downloading us, and uh, uh, we could. not Thanks do for your support. That's you. enough. Yeah, that's enough trumpet
1: blowing. Hmm. Making a news this week. There's uh, not a lot has happened um, apart from you know the announcement we're number thirty-one, uh, but we're going to look at a couple of interesting stories this week. Um, kicking off with um, how good is a brewery? Like um, Megan wrote a beautiful story this week about uh, breweries and how they add to suburban amenity.
0: And, and that was from a derived from the Real Estate Institute of Australia president. Yeah, well, it was actually a story that Megan and I'd kicked around for a while because I've noticed that, you know, once you get out of the inner city breweries, um, we, we are starting to see breweries pop up in the suburbs. And, you know, in, in Brisbane, for example, you've got Ballistic and Ballistic opened and uh, out in Salisbury, there weren't any pubs. It's not really a cafe culture area, um, and so people really just. But, but neither in.
1: is it industrial, is it? So is that the sort of thing that we're looking at? Well, like-
0: they're in a in an industrial pocket <clears throat> within a suburban um, area. So yeah, because you can't right. just sort of pop up in the middle of a like in a house in the middle of the the city. The no. So they're a little um, semi-industrial pocket within the suburb, but. When they opened, you know, suddenly the, everyone that lived in the area, um, you know, was talking about how fantastic it is that there's a, a brewery there. Um, a little bit the same uh, all-in brewing up at Banyo, tucked in in a little suburban um, industrial pocket within a, um, a, yep. a a little bit of an out-of-the-way out of suburb. Yep, the public
1: brewery down here in uh, outer-suburban Croydon. Um, is probably um, as far as far out as you, you know, before you get into sort of, you know, the Yarra Valley and yep. um, Healesville and those sorts of things. And Quiet Deeds is about to open up in Glen Iris, which is sort of,
0: I guess, you know, halfway between that and the city. Yep. and But all of those things are fascinating. So I was just sort of looking at it, and, you know, um, when you go out to uh, All In, um, Harley and his team, just you know, really passionate. You know, so sort of really getting in there. They've they, and they've got a bit of a pig of a brewery, you know. the beers can be a little bit variable. They, when you know, when they're good, they're good, but you know, just when, when the consistency is something they work um, with on their system. But the fact that they're part of their community um, really gave them a, a big updraft and so i've so watched them develop and grow based on being a hub for a while and so megan and i were kicking around story ideas and i said look i wonder if there's anything to this i wonder whether real estate agents um go out and say look we've got a brewery in the neighborhood when they're trying but to sell whereas house, before they might have coffee shop kind or of <laughs> forgotten to mention that because it, it's fair to say that there, there has
1: been and, – and, you know, stories abound of, of people who, you know, um, Cavalier, when they first opened up, had a lot of trouble with the uh, the local council um, where they wanted to to put the brewery. So they moved it to another one yeah. um, a, as a result of, you know, the actively, I guess, um, not animosity towards them, but there's, I guess, that, you know – we're happy to have a mechanics workshop or something like that, but all you know the smells and the alcohol and drunk people. We don't want. We don't want breweries. All of, and all of that. Nice to see it's changing.
0: Yeah, and and, and we actually, and actually, after I wrote that story, and I'd had it with um, Ballistic in mind um, because I knew that they were a big part of their their local community. Um, they weren't featured in the article, but you know, Megan went off. So we kicked around the idea. Megan went off and got the, um, you know, what was it? The head of the Australian. Planning Institute. Uh, what, what is he? Malcolm, Real Estate Institute of Australia. So, no, no goose. um Talking about it, he's actually got a commercial agency in Surrey Hills, um, and was talking about the how valuable it is. Surrey Hills in Melbourne or Surrey Hills in Sydney? Uh, Surrey Hills, Sydney.
1: Did, what so the s- one without without an e.
0: Yes. Yes. No, because it's two Surrey Hills. Ah, okay. Okay. So, yes, yeah, Surrey Hills, uh, Sydney. You know in, in in that sort of uh, in the west, I believe. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So Megan just came up with a cracker of a story. Um, where people, you know, saying, yeah, it is actually a thing. And um, coincidentally, I was speaking to uh, Dave Kitchen from Ballistic afterwards and uh, just having a yarn to him about the story. And he said, yeah, we had a real estate agent recently ran a property ad for a house that was a bit of a dog. And he mentioned its proximity to Ballistic Brewing. Um So, yeah, and, you know, like in in terms of lobbying, um, you know, council to maybe make things a little bit easier for breweries, which is something that we might come to in this episode, I I think they have been a little bit gun shy about, as you said, it's industrial, there are going to be smells. The smell of a brewery is actually pretty nice.
1: There's probably concerns with, you know, like um, discharge of trade waste and and all that sort of thing in the same way that they would have, you know, for for other industrial kind of effects
0: but 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 if they start seeing that yeah that it's actually great for social amenity then just that subtle mindset might change a little bit um in in the way that they look at this. so they might be a little bit more willing to work with them rather than just keep saying you know setting hurdles that you need to get over um if you know what I mean
1: yeah, let's actually make it easy because we're we're realising that this is actually not a bad amenity to you know
0: it adds adds to the amenity of the, the local area. Yeah, it gives people a reason to come here, you know, sort of creates that sense of community. And it, again, it's it's one of the reasons why, you know, you talked about the the fear is that there are going to be drunks, there are going to be you know street you know issues on the street, and uh, all of you know all of the negatives um, that come with alcohol. And I, I think that's a very real fear. And I, I think when you go to, you know, I'm talking about my my own backyard. You know, you've got Revel, you've got Green Beacon, you've got Ballistic, you've got All In, um, you've got Slipstream, um, you've got Helios. All of these little breweries that are in the suburbs, and you know, there is just no story of there being street problems that would make councils gun shy of them. Um, yeah. And 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 it's just one of the things that. You know, when I, you know, sometimes I sort of talk about calling beer alcohol booze or beer booze, and some of those things. That there, there really is an, an impact that the perception of beer has much more broadly um, that can really make it hard for the industry to grow. Um, and if we can focus on some of those positives, I think it's an awesome thing. So yeah, I was, thought it was a great story from Megan, and uh, yeah, it's a, a really great, um, really positive uh, way to, to to look at craft breweries.
1: Yeah, it's also just reminded me of something that popped up in my feed this week. We haven't discussed it off air, but um, were you involved in the, like, was it like a roundtable discussion or a um, like a Queensland brewery chat out at Range Brewing this week?
0: Yeah, no. so the IBA was in town. The IBA, uh, yeah. And uh, so Alexis uh, reutemann um was up, and so we had a lot of the members of the IBA at uh, Range Brewing, and had a couple of presentations, including our good friend uh, Dermot Ermoda. Um Hello, Dermot, who's a regular listener. Um, I'll tell you what, Prof. We seem to have launched him upon the uh, on, on the world a little bit. I can't remember you know, him being. Tell you a- what,
1: he's out of the shadows, and isn't he? You know, we we want to spot his feet <laughs> when other people but start I taking him.
0: For, you know, panel discussions. Panel discussions, and now the IBA is inviting him, you know, (laughs) sort of up to present, and I I, I can't think of... um you know, I I'd bumped, I'd met him sort of through a he couple of other conversations. Company. Yeah, when we were looking at a at, at a discussion panel, um, and he was sort of such great talent, so knowledgeable and and everything. And uh, so, yeah, I, you, you don't want to. It's a
1: unique perspective that he does
0: have. Yes, uh, and for those
1: who haven't heard Dermot talk or, or listen to him here on the podcast or at um, at our uh, our trade panel discussions, um, Endeavour Drinks Group sort of supplies or you know curates beer for for some of the bigger breweries and and Dermot is craft is sort of his his bag um and it's a unique insight into you know what the the big chains how like how they see our product versus how we see our product so he's dealing with the small independent brewers who are trying to get their their wares onto shelves he's also dealing with you know the big box stores if you like who are who are wanting to to sell, you know, stock something that they think is going to sell, uh, and that interesting sort of juxtaposition, um, and and having that, I guess, an eye on each or a, a foot in each can, um, is a, a valuable asset to the to the community. Mm,
0: but he's also, and he's working with a lot of brewers to, um, you know, lift the quality of their beer yeah, and yeah, so look at things yeah, like what you l- need used to do by well, dates. And and he also yeah. calls shenanigans on this idea that you know some people. Um, you know, hello, Greg Cook, um, have been pushing about, you know, they've only got a 12-month date on it because they've been told by the big retailers that they have to. Um, and that's not actually quite quite um, what their position is. So, yeah, it seemed to be
1: a lot of people there.
0: But, yeah, so, so there was. and um, some good discussions. Including the senior policy advisor for the Queensland government uh, who flagged that probably this time next week, Prof, will be talking about the uh, launch of the craft beer strategy for queensland oh, excellent. um yeah, well, well we'll wait and see I'm a, well i'm a
1: because bit... so what are we up to so far there's been um a planning meeting to discuss the no no okay so so there was a the brew dog announcement
0: <laughs> there was the brew announcement um where the queensland government trumpeted that they'd lured this uh, major brewery to brisbane and how good was it and how good was it and then suddenly um it was pointed oh, out to them we have that, some of our own <laughs> yeah we we We've got some breweries here. And uh, very shortly after that, there was a the announcement that we're going to have. We've, we're have we announcing a plan to create a strategy um, around craft beer. And so then we've had the uh, the last six so months. A, so it's fair to say there's a lot of talk and no walk yet. There, well, and, and, and that's the fear because there's been a six-month, um, you know, and then I've seen a copy of the Deloitte or whatever the consultants were, um, you know, and – the very first page and a half was about the social ills and negatives of alcohol and how that needs to be considered, which to me rings alarm bells because one of the number one things that the local brewers want is parity with wine around the permit system um, so they can go out to you know, trade shows and festivals, festivals or- and things like that and operate under their yeah. own licence. Uh, Farmer's have- markets. Yeah, uh, all, all of that, which wineries um, can just rock up anywhere – um, and sell a glass of wine um, under
1: their under their existing license. They don't have to do anything.
0: They don't need any approvals. They can just rock up. Special yep. permits. Yeah. Um, they've they've got a satellite cellar door license, so you know, which which is to... not unfair. We're not bagging
1: wine, no, but no. it's unfair if a similar um, alcoholic beverage can't do the same thing.
0: Yeah. Well, we've got the ridiculous situation in Queensland where uh, a couple of months ago I did the Sunshine Coast show, and craft brewers have supposedly, in the Queensland government's eyes, the same rights as winemakers but legislation that they operate under is completely different. So um, if you make cider, you can just sort of rock up, sell your cider. If you've got beer, um, you've got your permit, but you can only give away a 50ml sample or you can sell like a, a six-pack or a carton to take away. To take home, um, yeah. Which, you know, doesn't, like it's you, you, unless you're selling a lot and, you know, wineries don't sell a lot of cartons of wine to take home. They might sell a, the old bottle here and they make some money from to cover the cost of being at the No, but they'll place. sell
1: thousands of litres of wine by the glass.
0: And well, maybe not thousands, but they, they'll they'll re- recoup their expense, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. brewers have to give it away. And um, so they've got that perm- permission to be able to sell takeaways. Um, but we, we were at the uh, Sunshine Coast show. The, the brewers were there. They couldn't just sell. They had to get this special permit that the, the show had to get for them. And then licensing put as a condition of that, permit so they could sell their beers, they actually said you cannot sell takeaways. So the Queensland government saying, breweries have got this permit that lets them sell takeaways, you know, takeaways is in a six pack to take home. But then if they actually try and use it, the liquor licensing imposes a condition that you can't sell takeaways. And at one stage, the security guards came over me and said, oh, you've got to stop your guys from selling takeaways. And I said, they're not. And it turned out it was the cider guy who was sitting right next to a brewery the 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 brewers couldn't sell anything in glass. They couldn't sell anything in for takeaway, but they, they was right next to a winery who was selling um a, Six was selling, a cider. Six packs of cider well selling open bottles of cider that you could walk around drinking in a glass oh, bottle okay. and then also yeah. takeaways and you know they just assumed because they saw the amber bottle that it was the brewers so there was this nonsensical situation in Queensland where uh, you know a business can be right beside another one selling uh, you know an 8% cider and you can't sell a 5% beer in under the same conditions so Anyway, that, that was a very long so, way of so explaining this, the problem. So this week, it will be the the strategy will finally be revealed. Yeah, and and we'll find out um, what it is. But the, the the red flag that flew for me was I was at the meeting. I don't think he realised I was a journalist in the room, and he sort of talked about you know how awesome it is, and you know how Queensland employs seventeen hundred people directly in the beer industry, um, which is incidentally um, more people than are employed in Lion nationally. Um, uh, you know, to to make wow. you know. One tenth yeah. of one percent of the, the the craft beer that's consumed. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. so and and then I just piped up and said, "Oh, so you are you going to change the permit system?" And he kind of didn't know who I was, and I think he was always a brewery. So, he oh, you breweries need to stop thinking, comparing yourself to the wine industry. And I'm going, oh, hello, hello. <laughs> that doesn't sound
1: good.
0: <laughs> yeah, why would we want to compare ourselves to an industry that the Queensland government has spent 10 to $15 million promoting and making easy? But anyway, so this, this time next week, uh, I, I could be up, you know, climb the bet bell tower, wildly firing <laughs> pot shots at, uh, you know, and, 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 anyone who, no, well, not a winery, it's good luck to him. But you know, the, 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 Queensland government, you know, uh, we'll wait. And so see. will you, will you be there at the
1: announcement or is it a, like, is there a, a media opportunity well, or well, is it just going to be released as a, well,
0: well he's, he's the other thing. So you know, the, the green
1: paper or whatever the the,
0: the, the government has released a draft copy to the career mail, which is the national you know, under embargo. So they can go out and develop their story. The journal is phoning brewers, contacting them to get their take on the craft beer strategy. None of the brewers have seen the strategy. So the leading newspaper is doing a story and asking for quotes from people that haven't seen the strategy, um, which to me, again, another um, alarm bell, because at this stage, the brewers are still saying, well, we want to work with the government, so that no one's going to say anything negative. Um, and so the paper's going to drop their story, um, and you'll, you'll get all of the... Discussion based on the Courier-Mail story, and it won't be until after that comes out that brewers are actually going to know what's in the strategy. And if there's suddenly go, "Hold on, this isn't what we were told," um, you know, there'll be uh, the, the story's already out there, and they've said nice things about a strategy that they haven't even seen. So a few alarm bells um, being rung at the moment, fair to say. But we'll, mm. you know, we'll, we'll just sort of wait and see. Uh, maybe I'm being. But twisted. we can only hope. Let, let's, you know, let's let's be, you know, schooner
1: half full. Oh, just then uh, we
0: have to, be, yeah. Hope for the best. In the garden, what a garden! Brews News is made possible by Brewpack, Australia's number one craft contract brewer. With over 100 craft beers and ciders on the roster and counting, Brewpack specialises in offering growing craft breweries a home for their packaged and kegged beer, no matter how crafty. Serious about handmade beers, and with an open-door policy, Brewpacks brewers love having passionate, hands-on partners in the brewery. Thinking about craft contract brewing? Think Brewpack. And uh, yes, we thank Brewpack for not only making a whole lot of great craft beers possible, but also for making this podcast possible. Speaking of great things, uh, and beer,
1: and Brisbane, I hear tell you may have been at um, the opening of a new brewery that, quote unquote, will change the way that people use that area of the Brisbane CBD.
0: Absolutely, And I started it. Uh,
1: Sorry, I was trying to quote
0: you. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. No, I, I said something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and look, it was one of those. Things. So yeah, Pete, as you you know, like the the, the worst way to you know review anything. Um, is when you're Mr. invited Gush. along to a Tourism for Mill. Oh, well, no, well, gosh, but, you know, when you go along to a Tourism for Mill, you're with Bob, you know, the brewer, he's showing you, you know, you're tasting the beers, Bob's a lovely guy, you know, you're sort of not paying for it, you're being, you know. Okay. How, how good is this? What could possibly how good is this? How could it, I not say lovely things about this? Yeah, so so you're always a little bit um, sort of wary of, you know, not drinking the Kool-Aid, Um uh when you do that um but you know the the howard smith wharves development under the story bridge anyone that knows the river you've got the riverside precinct which is right on the river looking across to the kangaroo point cliffs a little bit further along it was just a desolate industrial area that old wharves that used to be that that are under the story bridge this has been a long time coming they started talking about a brewery there about five or six seven years ago Um, finally it opened yesterday and you know like you just can't help but gush um, you know and Quite it's called park. Felons for those who don't know. The, the brewery, brewery is called you Felons the name yet. Yeah, yeah, Felons is the brewery. It's part of the Howard Smith Wharves development. It's the first of the like the tenants to open, isn't it? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of big convention centers, there's some restaurants, there's, you know, a couple of different precincts.
1: Fair to say though that this like you and I um, were lucky enough to go down and have a bit of a, a look around. But did you and I
0: go down? No, no, we didn't go down together. Um, I've been I've
1: been down with Alistair Robbie from the post project. We went and uh, we went and had a look through uh, when it was sort of concrete was laid and it was just about to become a brewery
0: yeah
1: um i thought you and i went down there maybe we just we just spoke about it
0: um, well, we've But yeah, to hard hats and
1: high beers. And it and it, it it's um like the whole precinct is just going to this is it, it's fair to say that this is kind of like the the flagship or the keystone or whatever the you know the like the anchor tenant yeah it's very much
0: the showpiece a yeah a lot of people down yeah um but yeah so like and so it's a it's an interesting it's a a beautiful development and the 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 comment i made about changing the way people use the city is that anyone that's been to brisbane knows you've got the cbd you know brisbane's a bit of a sleepy town you've got the river um the city for a long time turned its back on the river um you know the the brown snake as it's called um uh you've got south bank parklands that are a real showpiece and so people go down there but the river runs past them but Apart from a couple of little precincts, you don't have to be part... You know, you can really be blissfully unaware of unaware the, the river. Unaware that there's a river there. Yeah. yeah. And there are a couple of restaurants. And then you've got the Riverside Centre. Um, and suddenly you've got this precinct that was in a completely desolate area that no one ever... Um, you know, you would pass through to get to the Riverwalk. Um, but it was something that you'd you pass through. And even since this place has been being built i've had a lot of people in the city to say oh no one's going to go there it doesn't have a city cat terminal you know the city cat terminal's 600 meters um down the down the way and you're going 600 meters really um if this is good enough like i'd walk 600 meters you know to, mm. to get there and it just so city
1: cat for those who don't know because i don't is that like a um a river taxi kind of they're those
0: ferries, you know the, yeah those big the catamarans or the um power cats that run up and down the river um i'll okay. have to take you on prof one day it's now open to the public it's open to the public or was it's just just a no well it, it, um media launch yesterday. thin you know soft opening um and then today it opens uh in full fury um yeah. but it's a 600- six it, talk us through the beers because at the end of the day that's what we're interested in okay well before i do that so one of the reasons oh. it really activates the space is that the whole area is licensed um it's an 800 metre um, precinct that, that complete 800 metres of river frontage. Sorry, not knocking things over. Um, I'm, I'm speaking with my hands. I was sort of drawing a picture. <laughs> Hope you can see that, listeners. Um, you can certainly hear it. And uh, the whole area is licensed, so you can buy beer in Felons or at any of the other establishments. And there's you know, sort of parkland. There's seating right along it. There's um, you know outdoor tables. There's covered areas, and you can just take it and sit anywhere. Um, which oh God, they're almost treating people like grown-ups, um, wow. and uh, yeah, and so and so the brewery sits right under the Story Bridge in this big, high-roofed tin shed. It's unair-conditioned. So it's it's literally right underneath the
1: pylon on the, the northern side. Uh,
0: northern Northern so, Bank. So yeah. for those,
1: so, so most people probably know the Story Bridge Hotel. It's got it's on the other side of the river. Other side Asia. of the river,
0: yeah. That's the south side of the river. This is the north side, and it just sits under there, and so it's this big old um, wharf shed that they've that they've uh, built it into. And the in in one sense, there's from a business point of view, there's part of this brewery that doesn't make sense because the shed runs lengthways along the river. Half of the venue, half of the inside of the venue is the bar um, that you can go inside, sit in. There's a restaurant. But then the other half of this warehouse is actually the brewery. So you've got this, oh, gee, it must be 20 metres by 20 metres, so 400 square metres of what could have been prime retail consumer space sitting there looking out along the river that's occupied by stainless steel. The brewers have got the best view in the country um, for, for, for where they work because it's all glass fronted. So if you're walking along this narrow uh, boardwalk area, you're looking in and seeing the brewery, when that would have been prime retail space um but it it make it puts the brewery right in the middle of this amazing precinct um and to me that sort of showed you know there was something very interesting there because they could have hidden the gutsy call yeah they could have hidden the stainless steel out the back and had all of the retail you know sort of oriented the, the whole thing the other way and had much more riverfront retail space but they didn't, and yeah, you know, and that says a lot about the way that they've gone about this development, I think. And uh,
1: well, it also then encourages people to, you know, like grab a beer, and then go outside, and you know, if it's a nice day, and enjoy the the amenity. It's not, you know, yeah, it's not all about just sitting inside with a nice view.
0: But in terms of building a brand, it's a really, you know, if you've had a beer there, you, you've got this picture of the stainless steel right on the water. And, you, you know, because it's not just going to be a, a brew pub. They do have plans to have a, you know, wholesale business. Um, and, it, you know, it, it really gives a sense of place and a sense of home. And, uh, yeah, so I, I thought that was quite interesting. But then, yeah, then, then the beers. Um, Tom Champion. Um is the uh, former brewer, Little Creatures? Former yep. Little cr- Creatures, and uh, he was also in Little Creatures in Hong Kong, I think. Singapore, Singapore Hong was. Kong, Singapore, I think. Um, yeah. May have been Hong Kong re- most recently, I think, is where he came back from. Yeah, and uh, so he was poached. That at, at Ash Cranston is the director of brewing, and uh, Ash Cranston, formerly of Little Creatures. Um, and or Lincoln, Lion. Yeah, Lion's um,
1: marketing, uh, uh, craft marketing, yeah. craft ambassador, sort of, and, and very, very astute. Yes. Very, very switched on in, in terms of, you know, getting the punter to the pint.
0: Yeah. And when you look at the the team they put together, um, now, Lincoln is the assistant brewer. And I'm trying to think of Lincoln's last name. He was Lincoln, Stone Gibbs. Wood,
1: Lincoln Gibbs. Stone Wood. Lincoln Gibbs. Stone
0: right. and Wood. So assistant brewer. And, and own, Dean like, Romeo.
1: Dean Romeo. And Dean yeah. Romeo is looking after, I think, looking after the sort of hospitality side. And he sort of made his bones, uh, again, at uh, Creatures over in Frio. And then came over and, uh, and opened up, set up the um, beer hall. Creatures Beer Hall in um, Geelong.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, so, and, and then, I mean, even then, just uh, when you look at the bar staff, I walked in and you may not know Jared Palou, um, but he was like one of the bar guys at the Scratch. Um, and then he uh, was repping for Moondog up here for 18 months and he seemed to be the bar manager. So I walked in. So they, they've just got this, you know, like on all, every level, Good they've people. just got really, really smart craft beer people. And uh, yeah, the, the beers, like, they're not going to set any land speed records and I almost felt a little bit sorry when I was sort of talking to Ash because, you know, there were a couple of beer bloggers and, um, you know, myself there, you know, that he was sort of talking to and there was almost that note of apology that, oh, you know, we don't have, you know, neepers and sour IPAs and, you know, whatever. Um, Did they have a brute IPA? No. I don't know if (laughs) you've got any opinions on those. Um, And, uh, yeah. More to uh, come listeners. (laughs) Stay tuned. No, there won't be. Um. But, yeah, and, and it was almost apologetic. When, when you try the beers, they've got a Heller-style lager, they've got a pale ale, they've got an IPA, they've got a mid-strength, um, which were the four um, launch beers. All of them just, you know, as you would say, you know, 10 overs, what, none, none for... 10 overs, none for 40, line and length. Do what they say on the tin. Yep. Um, which, just good, good, honest, hard-working beers. Yeah, and, and, and this is a venue that will, you know, Everyone will go to like just no cross section. Yeah, you there'll know, just be broad cross section, and the, the beers reflect that. Um, yeah. And but 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 beautifully made. Um, you know. So, so your,
1: your craft beer snob maybe uh you know turn his nose up at the fact that there isn't a Niper or a, a, a brewed IPA or whatever, but they won't be able to complain about the quality of the beer and the view that goes with it. Yeah. And but the affinity overall, and just it's just the vibe.
0: But I think if you're going to be the sort of craft beer snob that can't separate. You know, uh, a, a brewery that whose market is making edgy, um, you know, beers to to go out to bars um, that are targeting people who want edgy uh, beers, and a venue that is a draw card hospitality venue that is just making beers that people can just sit and really enjoy. Then, yep. and, and if you're going to criticise them for that, you've just got your head up your ass. You should because you know, all the times I've been down there, Matt, you've got
1: joggers and, and cyclists you've got um i'm guessing it's fairly close to um you know like tourists are going to be attracted there your your suits after work it, it's going to be a great place on a, on a nice night you know maybe your friday afternoon drink sort of thing yep. um and and everyone in between so yep. it's, it's going to be a destination as well as a oh what's down here yep and, and sort of happen upon it kind of experience
0: yeah and and the the, the 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 they are the sort of beers that if you know 20 years ago there had have been breweries making these four or five beers, there wouldn't have been the same sort of explosion of demand for diversity that kicked off the craft beer revolution, you know, because everything was so monoculture that, you know, we've talked about this before, Prof, that, you know, we just wanted better beer. Like, it wasn't craft beer, it wasn't uh, a, a vibe. If, if the bigger brewers had made better beers, there probably wouldn't have been the, the same rush to an excitement around craft beer because we would have always had, um, something no, good. Yeah. Um, yep, and yep. yeah. So, so the, it, was, you know,
1: it wasn't so much what we were looking for. It was we we knew what we had wasn't what we you know. Wanted. We just wanted something different. Yeah, we wanted some, something that wasn't
0: the same. Yeah. N- normally we wouldn't go into, but this isn't just a brewery, and normally we wouldn't go so big into a uh, a brewery. But it's it really is going to be a culturally significant stop on the brisbane map um and And hopefully
1: Matt, a a blueprint for other similar areas that are perhaps looking to regenerate a a, you know like you say an old industrial area or or an unused or underutilized area um and it's great to see you know because having the thing i noticed about the states was how many breweries are right in your in your you know your cbd or your downtown or or that sort of thing which is is, i think the thing that we kind of miss here in in australia we sort of have them in, you know, the the inner suburbs or or the regional areas. Um, some in the sort of outer urban areas, but um, but not in that, you know, right in your right in the the guts of where you live and work.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, a nice was prepared. Anyway, we we need to move on. Before we run out of time, because uh, we've got a little bit of mailbag to get through, was there any other stories you needed
0: to... Uh, I, I was just going to talk about the... Um, I did a tasting last night with uh, Maddie Wilson from Seven Mile in Ballina. That is a definite on our... When I get you up here, we'll catch up with Tom Champion and Ash Cranston and uh, Dean Romeo. Uh, we'll sort of do a podcast down by the river, but we'll also... I'll drive you down to Ballina and uh, we'll go check out because it's talking about breweries that are really changing their landscape first brood open in uh ballina and he is just the most you know awesome dude um but, you know, out, gonna, just brisbane to ballina how long am i ha- gonna have to
1: put up with oh, sorry how <laughs> for, for, for how long will i enjoy your company on that particular road trip
0: uh, about two and a half hours oh, okay but th- think of it this way we can sort of clip some mics to our lapels and we can just sort of you know road tripping with matt and pete and uh <laughs> It, it, Radio brews news, carpool karaoke, and yeah, and, and we'll but we'll and because it's we've got to fill in the two and a half hours. You, you and I can just uh, chat for two and a half hours, and we'll just sort of call it a cookless uh, podcast. <laughs> All right, done. So anyway, yeah. So so Bellina, you did a tasting down there. And no, 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 no. Uh, he came up to Hellsby's. I do a weekly oh, um, tasting at Hellsby's uh, um, at the Pineapple Hotel, and uh, he was our meet the brewer. And it's it, it, it's a little bit like a beer as a conversation. Um, where just sit there for two hours, talk about his background, his story, his motivation, and then present four beers, and he talks us through the beers. And, uh, you know, we had 25, 26 people in just sort of listening to him tell a story, and just absolute dude, passionate, the sort of guest that we love on the podcast because there was absolutely no, you know, artifice, no spin. Pretense. He, yeah, he just sort of yeah. told stories that... It uh, would have been awesome to have uh, captured, but, um, yeah, unfortunately we didn't. But, uh, no, we, we to... shall go
1: down and capture them.
0: And great beers too, really, really good beers.
1: I, not a new thing, and this episode is kind of turning out to, you know, places that Pete and Matt have been this week, but um, I managed to catch up or meet uh, a friend of a friend, a mutual friend, uh, and his two mates who are over from Tokyo. And they'd come over for the Spartan race up at Bright. Uh, so they enjoyed the uh, the wonders of Bright. They're from a group called the, the Tokyo Beer Boys, which is just kind of like, you know, Australian craft beer crew. It's like a, just a group of, of, of like-minded guys who just who, who love their beer. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll take you out. So we went to we, – we took them to lunch at, at Stomping Ground, and they were just absolutely blown away. This, it, this is just nothing like what they can get uh, over there. Um, absolutely love the beers. Uh, Asher and Justin Joyner uh, were lovely enough to uh, and generous enough to show us around and, and give the guys a tour and a tasting and all that sort of thing. From there, we went to the Crafting Co., which you were at a couple of weeks ago, Matt. I was. Uh, yeah, and that was just again next level, you know. Um, and I'll kind of make some notes about the the things that uh, that the guys, the observations that they made about, I guess some of the things that. We really should be more proud of, but but are probably unaware uh, of being, you know, such a good element um, just in terms of, you know, beer styles, in terms of marketing, in terms of branding, in terms of packaging uh, that these guys were sort of noting. And we finished off at, um, uh, at the incubator um, at Fixation. Uh, and happened to happen to bump into uh, Ross Juricic was was down there and um was kind enough to to shout the bo- the boys um their beers and they had an absolute ball they went away with you know $1000 worth of merchandise they bought t-shirts and takeaways and all sorts of stuff from there but um but yeah a shout out to to those guys because it's 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 those sorts of people that are really i guess um, you know putting this crappy community on the map
0: exactly so yeah no a nice one let's dive into the mailbag shall we Prof, I've got one for you first. Um, oh, okay. Just a little one because um, this week, this week's beer as a conversation was a podcast that you recorded uh, at Hawkers, uh, at Hawkers, and it was about Hawkers and Liberty, and uh, just had a message sent through via Facebook. Uh, Chris, uh, I, I, th- I think this is how you pronounce it, Lu- Luke Inenko, Um But the Lichenko? beer
1: healer, Chris Lachinko. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Under the beer healer, that's healer with a H E A. Ler, L-E-R um, yep. Who also does a podcast. He does a podcast and video. Um, go see him. Um, did, did he feature Dermot and Morda recently? Or, no, he, <laughs> he, he, he did an interview with Zoe after that. That's right. Nice of a... Who's Zoe? Uh, that's
1: right, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Zoe couldn't come on our podcast. because Oh, no. I'm a bit busy that day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Special
1: uh, guest on the beer hill.
0: Oh, not quite, but as she said, he records at a different time to us. Um, but, you know, Chris uh, just chipped in on the Facebook page. Hey, guys, just wanted to say the Hawkers Liberty episode this week was awesome. Cheers, Chris. And, uh... So I had to, you know, because that was you, Um, you sat down uh, and, and I listened to a prof and it was a great, great chat. I need to let you off the leash a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit worried, it's fair to say. Um... Three guys with fairly big opinions, and um, uh, I, yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure how it was going to go. But yeah, it, w- it was a great opportunity. And, um, and just the story behind, you know, because you sort of think, oh, you know, there's all these, you know, business meetings, and get your people to speak to my people, and we'll do lunch, and let's see if we can, you know, organise a, a business side of things that we can brew your beer or do collabs or whatever. No, nah, it's just kind of like you yeah, accidentally get, you know, together over a couple of beers, and the next thing you know, you you know, you've got this a great opportunity to get. Uh, so, for the listeners who don't know, apparently the the Tasman uh, is is one of the most expensive, you know, sort of uh, for distance travelled. It's it's a pretty expensive way to get your beer um, from one place to another. So, New Zealand to to Australia is is actually quite um, prohibitive um, in terms of you know getting getting beer from from one side to the other. Uh, so, this is a great way to a get it so much fresher, but also just to engage the two um, the two communities, I guess. Which is pretty good.
0: Thanks for that, Prof. I, I think I flagged last week, Prof, that w- there may have been uh, some people looking at maybe getting a little bit of. Uh Radio right, you you've slow? accused
1: me of teasing. That was You were teasing last week. I, I didn't even know about this.
0: I was, but uh, yeah, they, they've actually come on. And so uh, I got a letter, Sort of, as mentioned in an earlier podcast, uh, I met with a couple of guys recently who showed some interest in sponsoring our podcast. And I'm happy to say that they have agreed to come on board. Now, that was <laughs> the, 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 the script that uh, I was providing. It sounds like you're reading that off a of script, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was awesome. So, uh, Rallings Labels, I can actually say who they are now. You know, as I said, why would you uh, buy the cow if you get the milk for free? Um, Rallings Labels, stickers and packaging based in Brisbane. Brad and Paul are the owners. They've set up their business doing uh, labels for the beer industry, amongst other things. And, you know, they they identified a need that, you know, if you're getting cans printed, you need, you know, there's minimum orders, you know, 60,000, 80,000, which for a small little brewery, uh, you know, and a lot of small little breweries can't even afford to uh, sponsor us. Um, Particularly what, if, it, if it's not your core range. If you yeah. just want
1: to do a, you know, like a, a limited release or, a, you know, a seasonal, yeah, it's we want, actually. We don't. We can't actually brew 80,000 cans, let alone, you know, having to get them printed.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, and, and it was such small runs that uh, these guys were at um, BrewCon and they were giving away – Beer cans, um, you know, with with the uh, pull, the complete pull off lid um, with jerky in them, and I thought, gee, that's not a bad idea. That would go really nicely as a uh, Christmas gift. So I'm uh, looking into getting them to cost some up for me because I just want to do a very small run of a couple of hundred um, jerky so cans. They do they do, do
1: supply cans as well, or is it just uh, labels, stickers, and and Print you had, stuff. You had
0: to ask me that, Prof. But what? What? I can't we'll, answer we'll get that. that. We can get that. Clarity. No. I, well, I can't answer that. But you know who can? But, well, how will I ever find <laughs> out, Matt? <laughs> you would call Rallings uh, Labels at stickers and packaging on one 235 and I'll actually hang, put hang that on. in. Hang the... on. What was that number again, Matt? <laughs> well, people are mashing in, or they're listening on the train, so we won't uh, read it again. But uh, just let me say that they're doing some really cool stuff. I don't know if you remember the old. Um, when cans first started becoming a thing, um, some of the shrink-labeled oh, ones... yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so less these... Said, less said the better. Yeah, so, so these, when I first saw them, it actually looks like it is, because you can get a matte finish, and it actually looks like it is a... Um, a Part of the can. Like printed, printed can. can. And, and uh, yeah. I, I think one of the breweries that they're working with, I probably can't, this might have been said in confidence, but there is a brewery that um, has a black label, and so rather than have the black label and then having the rest of the can look silver, you can actually get black cans. And so the black label just sort of makes it all look uh, very, very seamless. So...
1: Well, I don't know if they're uh, apropos of nothing at all, except that Hobart Brewing Co. have black cans that then has the the black label around it. When I saw them down at the Embassy Bar down in um, Devonport, Launceston, Launceston, Devonport, somewhere down there, um, they were I, I thought they were fully printed, and that he was you know like four or five different cans. It wasn't until I got the can out and realised, ah, oh, that's that was almost seamless. So it can be done well.
0: With oh, Black and, 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 and these, again, they're, they're sponsors. But as, as, I th- as I think listeners know, that we're not just going to stick some money in our back pocket and uh, shill for stuff that's uh, not good. Um and uh the, the, these look great so anyway if you are in the brewing industry if you're looking at getting in the brewing industry if you just want some canned uh, jerky um like i do um give the guys at rallings labels a call and uh you can find a link to them in the show notes and most importantly I, I, I think our uh, media kit says you get a 30 second ad read and we've already gone on for four minutes so uh I tell you what you but get thank you for coming on well they've just joined us we want I to know. You know if we can't powder their agates on the first you know,
1: date. Well, uh, what good are we?
0: Meanwhile, poor, poor cry cry again, If you
1: guys if you guys stuff up deluxe, we're
0: going to throw you under the bus. Don't worry about that. Cry, yeah, <laughs> oh, don't, don't we have fun for that? Um, but Cry Malt, which has been sponsoring us for years, gets a little line of soap. And thanks to cry Malt. <laughs> so actually, yeah. So, um, but g'day no, David. G'day Steph. Lovely. We'd love, lovely. We'd love actually, I do have I do have a. I, I do have a um, Ad read because I've been chasing so good are our sponsors that I actually asked crimemal look are you sure you don't want us to say any more about you and uh so sucky as we as doing it um, I have never actually given it to you for us to read out at the start of the podcast so um click it to me in an email I'll do it for next week I'll do that no I've got I've got it here yeah.
1: This is great because it kind of feels like everyone loves us.
0: Well, it, well, I didn't do they, But we are the number thirty-one podcast in the country. So, yeah. um, but with over twenty-five years in the field, Cry Malt have been have been bringing you the world's best local and imported malts. Your premium brewing partner and proud supporters of Brews News. And uh, actually, I, I love seeing when David's out visiting, um, like a, a barley grower, because I've always said that David Cryer is outstanding in his field. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Rallying's Labels. Thank you, Cry Malt, and uh, thank you, Tribe, who are our other great sponsor.
1: Still getting over that crap gag. I <laughs> oh, shout out, shout out to Ben Kraus too. Um, filming up uh, in, in the high country, and uh, it's it, it fair to say we we're going, we we're going tit for tat, we we're going toe to toe, and just 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 riffing and uh, hanging shit on each other. And I was wearing my um, hops and Brett and novelty and. What is it? Hops, Hops, Brett, Novelty. You know, the one, the Brews News sticker, the, the Brews News T-shirt. Hops and Brett and Novelty and Hype. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Ben suggested, oh, Prof, you, you, you really should get one that's um, bad jokes, dad gags,
0: segues <laughs> and puns. <laughs>
1: Where, where'd that
0: come from? And, uh, yeah, it, well, I'd, I'd hate to think what mine would well, be. Bloody well
1: will. I wonder, if, I wonder if I wonder if Rowling's label stickers and packaging do, do t-shirts. Um,
0: stickers they that on t-shirts. Yeah, but no, but we'll actually. Uh, I'll, I'll get you one done up, and uh, listeners, uh, what should mine be? <laughs> 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 well, it, perhaps
1: we could ask. Perhaps we could delve into this week's mailbag and get some ideas. Dear gents. I've been drinking beer since the 90s, but only been drinking good beer for a couple of years, and have been an avid beer cast listener for an even shorter time. I got into Brews News after hearing the guys from Ale of a Time talk about Matt's opinion on brewed IPAs, or more specifically, the use of the enzyme. As a Queenslander, I was torn between my parochial need to back a fellow Maroon (laughs) and my instant displeasure at Matt's take on a beer style I'd fallen in love with. After my initial this bloke's got a lot to say opinion on Matt I've since come to appreciate the way he doesn't hesitate to ask the tougher questions and put people on the spot it's good to listen to though I reckon it'd be more fun to listen to his questions than be asked them sometimes
0: what is it with all your brute IPA bashing uh, well first of all I, I just want to say thank you for the letter and you know, I, like I really appreciated um, however he came to listen to us it was a really nice thing to say and you know um, and this is a uh,
1: uh, Steve Steve Duval.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I just wanted That's to crazy. say, uh, you know, th- And uh, look, of all the things that have been said about me, um, I actually take that as like a, a, a really nice compliment. That because you know, if if people don't want to answer the questions, then hopefully I'm asking the right ones. Um, now, now, did did Detective
1: Inspector Kierkegaard um, delve into the genesis of that particular? Like, did you were you able to track down evidence of, of what you'd said?
0: Um, well, yeah. Look, I was naturally curious. Um, oh, sorry,
1: what was said about you? Well, I
0: know was was what you said. Yeah, you well, say? time, oh, apparently. <laughs> well, I was naturally curious um, about because I, you know, I, I listened to the All of the Time podcast and nothing registered. Um, you know, because I really like their take on on uh, you know all the things they cover, which is why we um, get Luke on the the podcast, um, you know, at least once a year to sort of give us the you know a different take on. Than, than you and I possibly have. And, and so I was very surprised to hear this. I think, well, hold on, where where did this come from? I missed – I obviously missed it. Um, but apparently it was another podcast, um, Mashed In podcast. Um, uh, uh,
1: that Luke and Dave were guests on. Were, were, were on, on.
0: yeah. And, okay, uh, now, so hence,
1: hence the confusion. Yeah, so it so wasn't they, on all of a time on their podcast, didn't They yeah. were so don't go, on another don't go podcast. back listening to their back catalogue to yep. try and find out where they – yeah, expand yep. it on that. Go yeah, on. Yeah,
0: so so apparently it's episode two of Mashed In, um, and so go or well, go listen to the whole. Um, I think it's there. Yeah, they're, it's on the channel Mashed In, and I was listening, and uh, yeah, look, it, and I'm a little bit tied, Prof, um, because on the one hand, tied or torn uh torn about you know look go listen to the podcast because there was i think it's fair to say that there was a little bit of shade thrown um in my direction um but shade thrown really mate? yeah you're not saying that with your gray cardigan on again are you no what does that mean Right. What What is shade throwing, mate? Well, that, that's what all kids say when you when you sort of don't actually come out and insult somebody but you sort of say some things in a way that, you know, like you sort of intimate that there's some negativity or, you know, throw some negativity oh, okay. so know, f- in a very oblique way. No, 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 not, not at all. Thing, but, so but sh- throw some shade. shade.
1: Yes. Throw some shade. All right. I'm going to mm. put that in my lexicon.
0: But, but all, and it is all that, stems from the, 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 the chat that we had about um, Brood IPA that I don't want to go back into because one of the things that was suggested was that we'd done 20 episodes on brood ipa when when we did it was because i wrote an article about it and there just seemed to be some lingering confusion about what i was trying to say and me being me over explained myself and uh, so now uh-huh. i'm in a position of well and there was a suggestion made that we talked about it for 20 for, for 20 episodes and now i'm in the position of thinking well you've also completely misrepresented what i said and the way that i said it but now if i say it again i way ironically you proved uh, your point. Yes. Ironically, so, the only way
1: that you can dispute, d- dispute the point or refute their argument is by mentioning brute IPAs.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so it was quite interesting. But uh, And one of the funny things was that there was some suggestion that I had misquoted Scott from Wolf of the Willows um, or that I'd badgered him or pushed him to say certain things. And there was you know some suggestion that I kept referring to the things that he said. Um, and that, you know, why don't I publish the interview that I did because I'd be really interested to hear it. And there was a very good reason that I didn't publish it was because we had a chat and Scott was birthday shopping. It was a half-hour phone call while he was wandering the toy section of his local uh, toy store as a birthday present for his child and it was a five-minute portion of a half-hour chat that we spoke about, a whole lot of stuff that was, you know, just industry chat that wasn't relevant and uh scott actually texted me the day uh, that the article wrote and said you know really pleased with the article and how i represented it so there didn't seem to be any controversy but there was some suggestion that i'd misquoted him or i'd badgered him or sort of done something so um long story short nothing to see here go listen to the podcast Um, short story long oh whatever um it's as long as the mashed in podcast do they have a cook limit by the way uh I'm gathering uh, not because it goes – Was the episode that you listened to two hours? It was around about two hours, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Sean. Lift your game, champ. Nobody, ain't nobody got two hours. Again, having said that, I, I, look, I, I don't know Sean. I know um, Killer Sprocket, uh, which is his brewery. Um, but uh, given that he's heard me talk about brood IPAs for twenty episodes, he seems to be a listener, which is awesome. Um, That's good. And, thanks yeah, for listening, Sean. And but I'd, I'd love to have a chat. Um, so rather than you know, keep the you know sort of, uh, I'd, I'd love to have a, a chat about brut IPAs or killer sprocket and, and all things there. Um, so, um, but I, I actually don't have, even have his email. So do you know Sean? I do. If, if, if Sean's listening, um, please shoot us contact details. We'd love to have a chat and uh, get you on the podcast. Or maybe even... Your, send your barblade. Actually, no, um, um, we, we've got a few questions that as were all also our listeners get,
1: as, long, uh, as well as a, uh, a lovely six-pack for the letter of the week. Yes. From yes. our good friends at Beer Cartel.
0: But yes, so now I don't know whether that whole thing is going to spark a whole other... Um, Oh, probably on podcast, but uh, I'd be keen to probs. actually rather talk about Tope, it. Tote probs. Um, do you want me to yeah, keep, keep um, going with the letter? Keep going was... with Steve's, yep. Steve's letter.
1: Uh, so uh, he got off the track there uh, as did we. Uh, a couple of questions that I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on. Question. I heard Hendo on the beer hill. Are we are like a, you know, walking ad for the the beer healer now. <laughs> I heard Hendo on the beer healer interviews, and he was talking about how in Japan the drinking but culture you is very. But heard him different. here
0: first, ladies That's and right. gentlemen.
1: That's right. He kind of summed it up in one statement, which is: uh, act like an adult, get treated like an adult. I've heard this about other countries as well. I heard Nozzy ask a Belgian guy, I think. You can drink in the street. Aren't you worried about people getting drunk and getting into fights? To which the Belgian replied, why would people fight when drinking? We drink to stop from wanting to fight. (laughs) Uh, Old question, but always interested to hear people's opinion on it. What is so different here with the way we consume alcohol or the way we behave when consuming alcohol? Good, great question, Steve, and one that we will look into. Uh, Perhaps get some guests on to get their thoughts.
0: Mm. Looking how far we've how long we've gone into the um, cook limit, we we might hold the actual answers over to speak with her because I I think that's actually something that we We could speak to another guest about. Because uh, yeah, so it's not just. And the second part of
1: his question was: I've reached a stage in my uh, air quotes beer wankery where I can really enjoy a beer, but if it doesn't sit within the style guidelines, I have to mention that when people ask what I thought of it. Uh, I feel like the more you know, the less you enjoy. How do I stop overthinking beer and just enjoy it? Matt, how do you stop overthinking stuff? Uh, <laughs> What's the secret? <laughs> well, Your answer? <laughs> if I ever find out, Prof, I'll tell you. Uh, long-winded, yes, I am. But if you have any interest in responding, I'd be keen to hear it. Thanks for producing the most informative beer show on the airwaves. You keep me entertained on my long drives to and from work. Thanks very much, Dave. I reckon, I don't know, look, you know, it's not my place to judge, but I reckon a six-pack from Beer Cartel might be uh, heading his way, along with the Barblade.
0: Absolutely. Well, the the Barblade and the uh, Brews News gingerbread by uh, Deb Bakes, Deb Deb Blue Bakes, Bakes, um, is winging its way to him already, and uh, we will be forwarding his address to our good friends at Beer Cartel to send you a mixed six-pack of beers that hopefully you won't overthink, you'll just enjoy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to be just, you know, drinking your beers and then all of a sudden the bintang effect kicks in. And anyway, one more letter from Anthony Bennett. A really quick one because it's just a one-liner. Love the site and podcast. Just listening to your latest podcast and would love a chance to catch up at your Christmas celebration in Melbourne. Let me know the details and I'll try to get there and buy you guys a beer. And that's from Anthony Bennett, um, who is the managing director of the Indie Beer Hub.
0: Thanks, Anthony. There you go. And uh, yeah, the Indie Beer Hub uh, is something that we're looking at doing. It's quite, quite apart from um, the, that that letter because it was only after that that uh, Megan was looking at doing a story. So I want to find out more about what the Indie Beer Hub is because it sounds yeah. quite interesting. But uh, but very quickly before we do go prof and at risk of uh, dragging this out, I um, have been making inquiries for our show um, in the week of the 4th, 5th, 6th of November.
1: It'd be December, would not it? Because that would be uh, December,
0: yeah, December, sorry. Two weeks ago. Um, yeah. because, And that'll be just leading up to our 200th show. Um, so Craft uh, & Co. Um, has an f- amazing function space upstairs. Couldn't upstairs, get Upstairs, yes. Yeah, So, but oh, unfortunately... they couldn't get it? They couldn't get it. So uh, my, today on my to-do list is contacting the guys at the local tap house. What? How is Melbourne... Um, how, how are melbourneites about traveling prof because would people go to st kilda um to come and listen to us record or should we look at somewhere a little bit more central but i was thinking Wilfred's room up at the uh, tap house would be ideal
1: wilford's room would be lovely
0: it'd be perfect but do people
1: travel look, we're, we're going to record anyway if it's, you, if it's you and i and you know one bloke and his dog sitting there drinking beers well so be it but i think i think we get a
0: a few in yeah, well, I, mean, look, I was actually going to get um, Luke and Dave uh, from All of the Time invite them along um, because Luke generally brings out his uh, you know musings on and predictions. For best the, to best best of, yeah, yeah, for, for the year to come, and that's basically it'll be a 200th episode. Um, so, I, I, well, they, they've said that they don't listen, but I'll. Are send we doing an email. like a
1: is this like a Law and Order crossover episode? Or... Oh, it, uh. it, it
0: could be, and uh, I'd also get um, Sean Ryan because he's Melbourne based, so. Uh, yep. I don't, and, and then maybe wanted, wanted to get muzzin He's always good value. Um, to sort of talk about. Uh, you've
1: just you've just filled the room. All right. No, <laughs> no, we're, we might have to move out of Wilford's room and into the Adam uh, to the terrace.
0: And I'm actually wondering whether because Greg Cook is in town on the fourth, and I don't think I'm going to quite get down there on the fourth. But I'll That's flick him an email. No, 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 no kidding aside. Like, no, 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 yeah. Aside. But it would be an awesome. You know, again, it would be an awesome chat. Um, so yeah, so um, and anyone else? I, I don't think we've got Watch any. Watch your emails. space,
1: listeners. And if you, yeah, if you've got suggestions on on who you'd like to see on the uh, on the as a special guest or on the panel, and perhaps we just pluck them out of the crowd, speak to them for five minutes, then get somebody else up. Yep. Perfect. Because we won't have enough microphones to do you know ten us. Thanks very much, listeners. Thanks. Um, get out there, drink local, um, drink better, drink well, and look after each other. Take care. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Prof. See you next week. And we're out.